You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and Haley Bohan uh, from Skill Pop. Now, I love art, but there's so much more to that. And I also love to do cool stuff. Um, but one of the things that I like to do is create maybe a piece of art, homemade wreath, maybe even do digital marketing through social media, which everybody loves. But really, who has the time to learn a new skill and who has the time to take eight weeks of classes? Definitely not me, but we can definitely set aside two to three hours for an introduction that gets us going. And that's where Skill Pop comes in. So these wildly popular classes are perfect for busy professionals or parents who have young families because they teach you a cool skill set in just a couple of hours. Our next guest on the Brand Butters podcast is the woman behind this incredible concept, and we're super excited to hear this story. This is a, a project that has quickly grown in three years and is now offered in five cities, and the list of offerings is growing by the day. So welcome Haley, who is the founder and the CEO of Skill Pop, to the Brand Butters podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, awesome, Brian. Thanks for the intro. And Haley, thank you for joining us. And uh, just curious, did the did the classes take off right away? And I mean, did, did you ever have any doubts? Oh, man, <laughs> we are diving right in. I feel like there's a warm up question usually first. Uh, yeah, so Skillpop launched uh, three years ago, September of 2015. And when I look back, I see that first fall as kind of our pilot. We did some test classes. We did a few for free. They did take off right away. You know, our first class, I was just telling someone else about it. We did a hand lettering class with a woman named Kaylee Olson. She still teaches with us today. And all of the spots were gone in 24 hours. So pretty early on, I knew there was something there. So immediately That's you have cool. some success, which is cool. But now tell us, how did you get to this point? What made you say, you know what, I'm going to start Skill Pop? That's a great question. So I, I, um, my dad is a small business owner. So I think seeing someone have a business and, and, and be in the small business world was a very familiar, normal thing for me growing up. And and maybe I always knew I wanted to do that at some point, but didn't expect to be doing it at this phase of my life. Um, three years ago, I was working as a project manager for a tech startup in town. But more importantly than that, than that, I'd been in Charlotte for just long enough to kind of get my bearings. You know, I had my circles, I had my go-to spots, I had my gym, all of the things. Um, but I was looking to get out of my comfort zone and looking for new things to do and, and looking for, you know, ways to learn and ways to meet new people. And it just struck me how hard that was to find. Um, at the time... Networking events, meetups, pop-up fitness were all really trending, but most of learning was existing online. Like you said in your intro, I found it very hard to find a place where I could go just take my camera that I'd bought on Craigslist and, and start playing with it um, that wasn't eight weeks or that wasn't really, really expensive. And so that's that's where the concept came from. Um, we did get traction pretty quickly. I did my the first class, found some partners for that, quit my full-time job just a few weeks later, and jumped in. You know, I, I saw early that there was something here, and so I wanted to run with it. I love that. Where are you originally from? Uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. So not, mm -hmm. not that long of a hike. Not that long of a hike. Yeah. How did you, so how did you spread that message so quickly and get it out there and fill these up so fast? Like, was it social media? Is it, was it the network you had already built that you started with or yeah. just curious because there's so many people that have a great idea, but never really mm -hmm. implement, you yeah. know, because you mentioned comfort zone. They're they're comfortable. Right. And, and, and doing that is uncomfortable. I'm, I'm right. aware of it. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. You know, this is where I will say all of the best things about Charlotte. And I think we're in a city that's in a really special time and place right now. Absolutely. Um, because it's for us, it's been a place where I feel like not even just for us, but for anyone, it, it's a place where you can kind of make a big splash pretty quickly. Um, so how I got the message out there, got our brand out there, it was not a network that I'd previously built. You know, I'm 
a lot of my network now I did not know at the time. Um, but when we did our first class, we had a drag and drop website. We had the name Skill Pop, so that was the early pieces of the brand were there. We had a logo. Um, we had social media. And so I was putting it out in those tangible ways. But I would say the most important thing for us were the advocates that we built. And so we're a very community-based company. All of our classes are taught by local professionals. All of our classes are hosted in interesting spaces, whether that's a brewery, a retail store, a co-working space. And so from day one, I was building partnerships that helped us with our product, but also helped us get the message out there. So um, Garrett Tishy was running We Love CLT, and he pushed it out. One of our early teachers was a woman named Corey Smith, who is just a super leader in the social media world. And so I felt like we had we had people early on who were who were advocating for it and who were saying, hey, this is something to pay attention to. And that helped us get really far, really fast. So did you, and you don't have to answer this question, but you didn't have to pay for essentially any advertising to, to get it rolling, right? Or Oh, that's it. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I don't. Um, it, you know, it was really organic. Super the early, cool. the early one was the early stages were really organic and I was testing, you know, I wasn't thinking, all right, I have 20 classes to fill up. Here's my Facebook budget for each of those. I was, it was really a kind of a one step at a time process. And so with each class I was pulling in those partners and those advocates and we were, it almost, it felt to me like a, um, I don't know, it kind of felt like a community effort of we're trying to make this a real thing. So happen. who yeah. wants yeah. to make this a real thing with me? Yeah. So you came from a family where you said your father was a, a small business owner. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine the majority of people, you know, when they go to their parents and say, I'm quitting my full-time job, I'm opening up Skill Pop, that most of them probably be like, you're crazy. Why yeah. would you do that? Yeah. Um, tell me how that interaction was with your father when you, when you told him <laughs> what you were doing. And then also, did you ever have that moment yourself like, this is crazy. What am I doing? Yeah, that's a great question. I think you'll learn a lot about me. pretty quickly here so a few things um i my job before the project management world i was a mechanical engineer and was doing product development for a um for a very lovely stable fortune 500 company and so this was not the first moment of Haley being a little bit crazy um a year and a half earlier i had quit that lovely stable job to go work for a startup which ended up being a great experience and working out really really well but at the time felt really risky so it felt more like deja vu than anything yeah. when I came in. <laughs> um, so I was like, hey, guys, guess what? Um, so there's the first thing. The second thing is, um, you know, my husband and I were pretty um, – systematic's not the quite, quite the right word, but this was not a here's an idea. I'm taking a big leap and quitting everything and doing this full time. You know, there were a, a very pretty thought through series of steps. And so um, when, I, when we had the first class, I was still at my full-time job. I quit that a week or two later, something like that. Um, but I think what is maybe unique is I still worked part-time as a project manager for a nonprofit for about six months. And so it wasn't a zero to 100 thing. Um, it, I wanted a little bit of a foot in the door of my old career path. And we went in a little financial stability while we were growing this and, and while I was you know, going to classes at night and seeing if this was going to take off. Um, so anyway, by the time I got to the point of doing Skill Pop full-time or even when I left my previous job, there were some boxes there that had already been checked, and then we kind of knew what the next boxes were that we had to be checked, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. And I love that you're a mechanical engineer, and mm-hmm. and that that has to bring a very unique um, just kind of sense of thinking around how you build your business, or mm-hmm. more methodical, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, that's that's interesting. In my previous life, I actually recruited engineers no way. for a while. So yeah, that was how, cool. I, how I got my professional experience, and then I... Uh, <laughs> 
Then I got to join the Dunstan Group, which was That's a great awesome. move. But um, so tell us a little bit about how you've grown the business. I, I feel like you took the leap. And I love in this world, especially working for a small business, I love that people can have that opportunity and say, I'm just going to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that, that they're like, oh, I can't take that leap. But you did it in mm -hmm. a couple of weeks, which is amazing. So congrats on that. But tell us, how did you decide, OK, now we're going to grow? And how did you decide what cities you were going to go to? And really, was this something that has just kind of organically happened? Or is this really kind of something that you have planned and, and really kind of said, this is the way that we're going to grow the business? Oh, great question. It is probably somewhere in between there. Okay. And so um, really early on, I think growth, it, it's still, you know, and maybe y'all will agree on the small business side of things. It still, in some ways, feels like a giant experiment where we are constantly testing and iterating and trying something and then saying, okay, what worked about that? What didn't work about that? So early on, that's absolutely what it was. You know, we'd had um, probably seven or eight months of pretty stable growth here in Charlotte by the time we started to look at Raleigh. And I had heard from day one of Skill Pop here, I went to NC State. So friends there were saying, oh, I, you bring, like, bring this to Raleigh, bring this to Raleigh, bring this to Raleigh. And so I had some clear, some clear asks, some clear um, demand, and then also just wanted to see would this work in another city or or is this something that's just working really well here? Um, but again, it was a test. It was this works well in Charlotte. Let's see what what that looks like somewhere else. And so we've grown steadily in Raleigh, and and then of course started to look at what is next from there. I think as far as where the world is going, we've um, you know especially millennials have grown up with social media coming in and life getting more and more digital. And we're I'm starting to see trends in the opposite direction, and I think Skill Pop matches with that really well. You know, we're seeing people a little bit miss the connectivity of real life in-person interactions and, and looking for ways to do that in pretty, um, I guess, low commitment formats. Um, anyway, so so for me, I feel like we, I think we have something really interesting and, and have something that's been really positive here. And so we want to see that be really positive in other places. So um, as the more mature we get, I would say the more we're setting goals out further in advance and we're saying, okay, here's what next cities might look like. Here's what launches might look like. But it still is um, what I've been saying recently is it's a long string of if-then statements. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're see, we're trying sure. something and saying, is this going to work? And then if it does, we'll do the next Pursue thing. It. Yeah. yeah. Right. But we're still, it, it all feels very, very step at a time. What are you seeing as like your most popular classes? And are you seeing like, say, Charlotte's most popular classes start to trickle into Raleigh and your other markets as well? Or Yeah. we um, So we do a, a wide range of classes. Um, a lot of DIY arts, hobbies, things like that. A lot of business development, especially for entrepreneurs. And then we do a lot of personal growth classes as well. So that would be your budgeting, investing, oh, really? um, car maintenance basics, how to buy a house, all of those things. Oh, wow. The, I would say category-wise, we do see a lot of demand in anything hands-on. Um, I don't know. It's really interesting to watch. You know, hand lettering has been popular for a long time and continues to be one of our most in-demand classes across all of our cities. People love our watercolor classes. Photography um, is is pretty far on up there. But then there's some things that have surprised me. You know, we started doing a class a year and a half ago or so on how to homebrew kombucha. And that just, like, people are crazy <laughs> yes. for it. Yeah, yeah. So those things that you're like, man, that would be a cool thing to know. Uh, those kinds of classes do really are well. Are you at the point in this business where people are approaching you now and saying, All the I time. have this thing yeah. we need All to. the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're it's connecting really dots fun. between people that want to learn and people that exactly. know and want to teach. It's so fun. Yeah. Interesting. Have you done a how to um, just like like a brewery saying we're going to teach someone how to do a homebrew kit? We have. Like yeah, Very we cool. did a homebrewing class a long time really ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we're working on some new beer classes as well. All right. So we have to ask this question after you just said that. 
what is the craziest idea that someone has come to the table with and said, I, I want to do this. And you're like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> so I always feel like I, I can't share all the crazy things. <laughs> but I'll share, how about I share the craziest class that we've actually done? That's, that's perfect. How's that? Perfect. Um, we do a great series of classes with Renfro Farms down in Matthews, North Carolina. They are just the loveliest of people. It's this farm that's been there for decades and decades and they have a hardware store as well. They do seasonal gardening classes, but Every year around April, we do a backyard chickens class. And that one I love. I think it's so fun. They start the class by passing around a live chicken because if you're going to have chickens, you need to have the guts to hold one. So it's just one of those things where you're like, this is not how learning on YouTube works. No. 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 They're going to raise them so they can have eggs in their backyard. Yeah. Yeah. We're not Chick-fil-A. I don't know if you saw the whole process. You know what? There's, there's a, uh, that's so funny because uh, I live right behind McAlpine Creek and there's a guy that has his own little chicken coop in there. And so I'm walking there with my wife like probably two weeks ago and he's outside and, and I'm like, oh my God, this chicken coop. And I took a picture and the guy sees me. He's like, did you take a picture of that chicken coop? And I was like, yeah. He goes, you want some eggs? And Aww. I was like, oh, I, uh, that's great. I'm still walking, Fresh but eggs are good, I now man. know where he learned how Love it. To do this. So Love that's it. fantastic. Well, that's pretty cool. I'm a buddy um, that raises chickens. Yeah. Hey, we should connect. Hey, we should. Um, that's actually, I I live on an acre and I my wife will kill me if I'm telling her right now. I'm like, let's get chickens. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to worry about our six month old boy right now. We'll get chickens later. Um, right, babe? All right. So what do you do from a management standpoint? You mentioned your husband. What does your team look like? Obviously, if you've grown to different cities, that that has to be a challenge. Um, when you're in Charlotte, you can kind of have your hand on it. You can kind of build up those relationships. Every city has to be challenging to not only continue to grow it, but how are you managing that? And what does the team look like today? And what's kind of maybe some of the struggles you've run into as you've grown to multiple different cities? Um, yeah, so we have a, a pretty small and lean team. We've got five people full-time here in Charlotte. And then we also have a really great part-time staff spread throughout our city. So um, in, in every city that we're in, we have, yeah, just a small, a small group of part-time staff who help actually run the classes, you know, show up and check people in and set things up and make sure things go smoothly. Um, man, I don't know. You know, we, I would say are always learning. And I think, um, I think city by city expansion is hard for all the reasons that you mentioned as great. There's so many tools out there for communication and we play with a lot of them, but it's hard to, um, it's hard to replicate having people in a room. So it's just something we're constantly learning about. Um, but, you know, I guess the biggest thing is we try and be really intentional about hiring because, um, because we are growing fast and we, um, we're, we have big goals. And so I think my focus has been more on getting amazing people on our team and we have amazing people on our team so that we can take things to the next level. I don't know if that fully answers. No, but it, yeah, it does. But it's I mean, hard. I it's think hard. that's one of the hardest things. I mean, coming from, and just to say to recruiting background, like you have to have good people on your team to make that work, but it's yeah. also difficult when you go to a different city and not only that, but you don't have the relationships, right? Yeah. I mean, we could, we could throw the Dunstan group in Nashville right now, but will we be as successful in the first year as we are now, 10 years established mm -hmm. in this city? Probably not. Yeah. You know, with you, I think you bring like a cool creative, you know, kind of vibe to that, but you got to connect those dots, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think that's the big challenge. So that's pretty cool. Um, tell us a little bit. So I, I didn't know you did all of these different things. And now I'm yeah. like, I'm going to Google this. I'm going to figure out what I want to do. I've, we, we had, um, you know, leather, you know, maker in here a minute ago and I'm learning yeah. about that. I'm like, I got to get a hobby. So I'm going to, I'm going to check Come this on. out. What's next for you guys. Um, and what's the vision? I, you know, I'm excited to see engineer turned entrepreneur. The sky's the limit, right? I mean, there is no, there is no boundary, correct? 
Well, Mm -hmm. I, you know, like I said earlier, I think we're, it's just an exciting time right now. We've seen this work well here and, and really it's, um, I don't know. We've just seen it work well in a lot of little ways, right? So what's been amazing for me to watch is how, um, is how well received this concept has been and how it has just, um, I don't know, equipped people to do a lot of cool things. So we've had like numbers wise, we're doing a ton of classes, markets wise, we're in five markets, all of that is cool. But we've also seen people actually learn something in a class and run with it. And we've seen teachers build their businesses through teaching and through, um, you know, interacting with people in a different way. And so all of those things have been so good. Of course, we want to see it bigger, right? And we want to Take it bigger. I feel like you're about to say something. I am. I'm <laughs> so excited. No, I, I, I just seeing the y- your face and how excited yeah. you get when you talked about that. I mean, what a feeling that has to be where you just created a class and then someone comes in and learns a skill or a teacher learns something different and then they get to actually go and implement that in their life. Or, it's crazy. Or go and yeah. start their own business or, or maybe yeah. just create a, a hobby. That's really cool. So thank you for doing that. That's awesome. Um, now I want to learn how can we get into some of these classes, yep. how quickly do the classes fill up? Um, tell us kind of how that process of how we can find you. And if anybody is listening um, that is interested and in how, how can they get in touch and sign up for all these classes to do some cool things? Sure. We try and make it really easy. So we are at skillpop.com. I think we mentioned a few markets already, but we're in uh, currently operating in Charlotte, Raleigh, Greenville, South Carolina, Nashville, Tennessee. We've just opened in Davidson, Lake Norman area. So we're mostly, we're only in the Southeast right now, but looking to grow into new cities over the next um, next couple of years. So there's, there is a place if you're not in, I don't know where your listeners are. If you're not in any of those cities, people can go to skillpop.com slash nominate, I think to, um, to share where they live and where they like to, to come next. But the most important thing is we do a weekly newsletter where we send our new classes out. So if you go to the website, often things are sold out. If you get on that newsletter, you'll get new classes in your inbox every Tuesday morning. Excellent. Have you ever had any corporations contact you to do maybe a custom skillpop class in their group? And is that something that you offer? Yes. Um, I'm putting yeah. you on the spot. Well, I just think it's, it would it could be something that would be cool if you had like yeah. a, a larger corporation that said, you know what, we want our our um our team to get back to the basics of handwriting, yeah. of painting, of something that is different than just holding your cell phone and, and replying to an email yep. daily. So what I will share is we think there is something interesting there and we've been exploring it and playing okay. with it. So Very we cool. do get some inbound from companies who are saying you know, I've got one in a couple of weeks of, hey, a bunch of my franchise owners are in town. We'd love to all learn X, Y, and Z. And so we've done some test things there. Um, y- you will read nothing anywhere that says we offer that as a service, but we do get requests all the time. Yeah. Cool. That's what's next. Yeah. Skill pop. That's right. Well, so awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and congratulations yeah, on your me. success thus far. And we appreciate you sharing that story with us today. Yes. Thank you, Haley. And if you guys are interested, please go to skillpop.com. And if you are one in a, any of these cities, um, definitely check them out. Haley, thank you so much. We wish you the best of success. And thank you so much for joining us on the Brand Builders Podcast. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.